0: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. plus. Going deep on the teams you care about. Sports 1280. Do New Orleans. Things we write. Doesn't
1: mean they are. Just take this song and you- All right, welcome back. Chris Gordy show, Sports 1280 New Orleans. Switching gears, talking some LSU sports, all things LSU sports now, with our buddy Chris Blair, voice of the LSU Tigers. And, Chris, I thought a little home sweet home for you. You've finally been on the road for, like, the past eight months. You finally get to come home for a little bit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I like it, man. Uh, You know, I can always get into some crew, and, uh, yeah, I like (laughs) it. I like being home too, and it has been uh, busy, well, like you say, eight months uh, (laughs) um, and gearing up for it. And, uh, you know, hopefully with LSU baseball, going to go a little bit longer here, hopefully, till the end of June uh, to finish up in Omaha, but we'll just have to wait and see.
1: Yeah, it was an interesting weekend. Well, a big weekend coming up this weekend. We'll get into that a little bit. But let's look back a little bit. Friday night, the uh, Sweet 16 game against Michigan State. I mean, look, everything I saw leading up to the game, Chris, I just got the feeling I was like, man, this team is ready. I mean, they just seem so calm and poised. And, you know, nothing rattled them all season long. Able to come back, you know, from the big comeback in Missouri to, uh, you know, all the overtime games and all that. And it was just crazy because it was the first time this year it felt like, man, they're really uh, behind the eight ball here. That first quarter, I mean, it just tips off. And it was like Michigan State just in the zone, firing up three after three, grabbing every rebound. And it was the first time all season you felt like, hey, guys, what's going on here? Wake up. It was it was crazy to see.
0: Yeah, it was a little surprising, uh, the physicality to open up the game uh, or, or the lack thereof you know, by LSU because they'd always been a team that you know even with those comebacks you talked about they got strong in the final 6 minutes of ball games and even in overtime this year uh but usually in the first half i mean lsu was the aggressor they threw the first punch um but you know looking back on it you know taking in tom Izzo's press conference uh, the day before you know that was kind of what he was talking about he was talking about this is an lsu team that's physical they're going to come at you they're going to come at you quick and uh you know i think you know kudo's goes to the michigan state i think they really stressed the fact uh, that they had to come out and, and, and be the more aggressive team from the opening tip. And then, as you said, it, it, it also helps them when they were able to knock down, uh, the three point shots they knocked down early. I mean, they got up to an eight nothing lead before, you know, it, it felt like anybody had broken a sweat. Um, so frankly, uh, you know, you got to hand it to them. They average about seven made threes a game and, you know, they had seven made threes in the first half. So, uh, you know, I can remember remarking to Coach John Brady during one of the timeouts. Uh, midway through that second half, that if Michigan State plays like this, they're going to be the team to beat uh, yeah. just simply because if they shoot the ball this well, uh, they're going to be a tough out.
1: Yeah, it, it really felt like one of those where it was like you throw your hands up in the air and go, well, it's just their night. There's nothing more you can do. That said, the Tigers did make a nice run. I, I kept saying that right before half, I said, all right, if they could get it to like under 15, get it to like 12 or 13 going in the half, it's exactly what they did. Tremont Waters hits a it's a three at the buzzer, and then they come out in the second half. Waters hits another three. You start chipping away. Suddenly it gets down to four. You're like, all right, we're right back in this thing. And then, oh, lo and behold, here comes Michigan State with another run of theirs. So it just felt like, man, it, when they finally got it to four, you're like, all right, maybe they can get back in this one, but I guess it just wasn't in the cards.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was an impressive start. That was a key three-pointer. To you know, It could have easily been 17-19 point deficit, going in at the half. But, you know, Tremont hits that three. We've seen that movie before. Uh, there was a game earlier this season at home where they were down double digits. He hits one right before the buzzer to go down just nine. Uh, so you had to feel pretty good being down 12, all things considered, in the first 20 minutes of action. And, you know, like you said, they came, you know, roaring out of the gate in the second half. They cut it to four. Uh, but, again, you kind of got the sense it was Michigan State's night because after cutting it to four, the Spartans go on a just blistering 11-to-nothing run. And before you know it, it's a 15-point lead, and, and the Tigers just unable to overcome it.
1: And honestly, Chris, I can live with those kind of losses much better than, you know, like the one against NC State a couple years ago, the buzzer beater. Like, no, those, those sting so much more, and they're so much harder to get over. You lose by 17, hey, look, what an our night. Oh, well, it was a great run. We had a great a great season. Uh, let me see just your thoughts. Do you think that game is differently on Friday night if Will Wade's on the sidelines?
0: Well, I think there's something to that. I mean, simply because there's comfortability uh in those situations. I mean, Coach Wade uh from the time he arrived here in Baton Rouge talked about his team was uh, as I said earlier going to be the aggressive team. Um they were going to be a team that would be in tip-top physical shape and they would work on 6-minute games. And you know, it's not just the players performing in 6-minute games. Although ultimately, uh, you got to make shots, you got to make defensive stops, and you got to get rebounds, which the Tigers had trouble doing all night. Um, but just the comfortability of knowing your coach is making decisions, making personnel decisions down the stretch in those situations. Um, but again, I, I, you know, hats off to the guys uh, on the staff, uh, for the run to get to the Sweet 16. I I don't think, uh, you know, when the news came down and and Will was suspended, I don't think there were many people, uh, super confident about how far this team could go. And I I thought that Tony and and Greg and Bill all did a tremendous job, uh, their coaching. Uh, I think stood out in Jacksonville to get to the Sweet 16. Uh, but I think it's, you know, it's it's kind of like saying, you know, what would Duke have played like uh, in the Sweet 16, uh, you know, if Coach K wasn't there? Uh, right. You know, what would Virginia look like if Tony Bennett wasn't on the sideline? Uh, you can apply that to every team and every sport. Uh, you know, what if uh, Sean Payton's not on the sidelines for the Saints? Well, a couple of years ago they found out. Uh, right. So. You know, I think it would be naive to say there isn't an impact on there. Um, but, again, you're right. I mean, it was an excellent season. You look at the Virginia Tech went down later that night when they had a shot at the buzzer. Basically, the ability to slam it through, uh, the player decides to kind of just kind of not even really a shot, just kind of lay it up there uh, with both hands and misses. I mean, I think that is a more stinging loss uh, when you simply can walk off the floor against Michigan State and say on this given night, Uh, You got to just say they played better.
1: And uh, now we're all kind of in this holding pattern, waiting to see what happens moving forward. Obviously, the LSU uh, athletic office, I mean, administration, they got to do their due diligence and see what's going on. But uh, hopefully, you know, the longer this takes, maybe it means. Good news for LSU moving forward, and we'll see what exactly uh, happens for the LSU basketball program moving forward. Uh, On the diamond, Chris, uh, man, things really were getting ugly there for this baseball team after the Thursday night loss in Mississippi State. Look, they put up a fight that night, tried to come back, so it wasn't all bad, but at that point you looked at it and said, man, this team, uh, a handful of losses in a row and just trending the wrong direction, and something kind of happened on Friday night with the bats waking up and the pitching between Cole Henry and Eric Walker really settling this team down and two massive, massive wins that may have, may have even saved the season to come out and take two out of three in Starkville.
0: Well, first off, I mean, I think when you looked at the schedule and you knew a little bit about what the SEC was going to be like this year, uh, you looked at the early part of the conference and you say you got Kentucky at home, then you go on the road to Georgia and then on to Mississippi State in that two-week swing. Uh, to come out of that six and three, being able to pick up one win in Athens, and as you said, the two games in Starkville, uh, you know, to be right there in a three-way tie for second place in the West, uh, I think you'd be pretty happy. So I think they're on pace to where they need to be. But to your point, I think when they lost to McNeese State in the midweek last week, they played on Tuesday night, then they traveled to Starkville on Wednesday in preparation for Thursday's game one. I agree with you. I think there were, you know, uh, a lot of question marks and a lot of maybe, uh, lack of confidence, maybe is the better phrase, uh, on this team simply because they had no runs against McNeese State. Uh, they only cobbled together four hits. Um, but one thing I've learned about LSU in, in the three plus seasons covering the team is that, you know, Coach Paul Miner is, is a great motivator. He doesn't allow these guys to get too down or, or frankly, for that matter, get too high. After, after a long winning streak. Um, so I was impressed with the way they traveled to Starkville. Um, again, got down early on Thursday night. Uh, but the turning point to me, and I think the two big factors, number one, Trent Wittmeyer. I mean, obviously, Zach has had two really good outings against Kentucky and Georgia. Um, was able to win against Zach Thompson, came up short in game one against the Bulldogs, but had a good outing. Uh, didn't have his best stuff against Mississippi State, a team that had been scoring runs with reckless abandon and, uh, you know, they bring in Trent Bittmeier. He absolutely shuts them down, and I think kind of made them question their confidence offensively a little bit. They were supposed to go out and put 10, 12, 15 runs on the board, and all of a sudden the sophomore pitcher Trent Bittmeier kind of slows them down and gave the Tigers a chance, and then you move to the eighth inning where they started that comeback, got back-to-back hits, got men on base, had a clutch pinch hit uh, by C.J. Willis, the freshman out of Ruston, and then I think, by the same way Mississippi State started to lose some of their sheen and some of their confidence, LSU's hitters in the eighth and ninth inning with a chance to, to possibly tie or, or, or win that game uh, got their confidence. Because if you look at Friday and Saturday's game, the Tigers got early leads and never looked back. Now, it also helps that Cole Henry had a fantastic outing uh, on uh, Friday night in game two. Then Eric Walker looked a lot like Eric Walker from 2017. Uh, in Saturday's Game 3. And, again, you look at that game, it was a close game early. I mean, the final was 11-2, to but it was only you know a three-run lead, four-run lead. Mississippi State was still within contention. And Walker, after nearly an hour-and-a-half rain delay, stays back on the mound, comes back out, <laughs> and throws the ball even harder than he did to start the game. <laughs> right. uh, so, to me, Eric Walker, uh, Trent Vittmeyer, and really the entire pitching staff, the fact that they've been able to go three SEC series and save arms in a depleted bullpen uh, against SEC competition in game one and game two gives them the arms at the ready uh, to go ahead and have a chance to win the series. And, and you know, they had a shot against Georgia, and they certainly were able to do so against Mississippi State. And what's remarkable is LSU is now 13 of 14 in regular season series against Mississippi State, uh, two, you know, long-time rivals. And, and those numbers are, are just kind of eye-popping. And when you went into the games last week, You had to feel like Mississippi State had all the momentum, LSU was scuffling a little bit, and somehow the Tigers find a way to win. And I think this may be one of those parts of the season that we look back on in a couple of weeks and months and say was a turning point.
1: And, and certainly uh, two not-so-easy tests uh, during the week. Uh, right now, you got Grambling tonight and then South Alabama tomorrow, and then a massive, massive series against Texas A&M coming in to the box Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Should be a packed house this weekend. But there's other stuff going on, Chris. We've got the gymnastics. They've got their regional going on on Saturday night. And then the spring game. It's it's crazy, Chris, with the extension of the the basketball season and the postseason LSU baseball it's been kind of quiet we haven't like it hasn't been a lot of talk on lsu football in the spring and that's crazy considering how much excitement there's going to be for this team going into next year but i think it just speaks to how good the other sports have been but how much are you looking forward to uh the spring game on saturday
0: well i'm looking forward to it and you know i think that's what's really great about being here at lsu right now and you know i've had that you know mentioned to me quite a bit you know there's not a lot of news and not a lot of uh, sizzle coming out of football fall camp. Well, there has been news and, and, and the news is good. I mean, they're, they're very happy with the way things have gone so far leading up to this spring game. Uh, but I think that's how it's supposed to be. I mean, when you have a solid football season, a bowl win to finish it off on New Year's Day, and then you get to basketball going deep into the season, making a sweet 16 run, and then that season wraps up, and then you gear into football. And then, as you mentioned, gymnastics, uh, again, going, uh, trying to get uh, back to a possible national championship uh, in that sport. So I think that's the way it's supposed to be, and I certainly have had a ball being a part of it. Um, but the spring game, I think, is going to be exciting because you know you heard Coach Ogeron talk about it uh, a week or so ago that you know with the with the addition, uh, an extra year for Joe Burrow to kind of really be the field general for this team, improve his skills, get more comfortable with the players around him. Uh, the addition of Joe Brady coming on to to work with the passing game and also uh, in the overall offensive scheme with Coach Steve Ensminger, uh, I, I think there's a lot of anticipation for Tiger fans to see what the product looks like, albeit early, uh, this coming Saturday in the spring game because it's kind of what Coach O said he wanted to see. The ability to line up and run the football, but the ability to spread the field, use the passing game both you know, vertically as well as side to side. So I, I'm looking forward to it, and I know Tiger fans are as well, and uh, as i said it's just an exciting time to be a part of lsu athletics
1: this is one of those weekends you park your car on campus and you leave it there the entire weekend and go stadium to stadium are you going are you doing the, the football call in the spring game and then going over to the box for baseball that night
0: yeah it's the first time in three seasons that uh, they don't coincide or baseball is not out of town uh, so i jumped at the chance to be there number one to to be a part of the day number two to get a real good look at this LSU football team here in spring practice and, and see what all they've worked on and some of the additions offensively, uh, and also to take a look at, at you know how the defense looks with some key members uh, moving on to the next level or about to move on to the next level and then be able to go over and finish uh, another rivalry series in the SEC since Texas A&M joined the league uh, between the Aggies and LSU. So looking forward to a full day but a fun day here on campus uh, this coming weekend.
1: Look at Chris Blair coming in LSU right in the prime age where everybody's good. Every sport is good. You, it doesn't suck to do what you're doing right now, Chris. I know it's tough, long hours, long days at times, but man, is it all worth it? And, uh, just soak it all in my friend.
0: Yeah. enjoying it. I, I wish I could take credit for it, but, uh, obviously that's not true. It's, it's all to do with the, the coaching staffs and these incredible student athletes, but it is the fun, uh, it's fun to be on the sidelines and, and, and be a part of it. And, uh, you know, I, I, as I said, it's a, it's a, it's a blessing to be here. I spoke to a group this earlier this morning and, and, you know, it's still kind of amazing to me, uh, you know, to be sitting there at the Capital One Arena in DC, uh, calling an NC tournament game, you know, in the Sweet 16. And, and then every time you, you come to Tiger Stadium, it's, it never gets old. And, uh, with the baseball team, uh, we got the best seat in the house high above home plate, uh, with packed houses almost every time the Tigers take to the field. So, uh, it is it is a true blessing and something that I certainly don't take for granted.
1: It was all because of Chris Blair, so remember that come contract time, right, LSU? <laughs> he is Chris Blair. Chris, thanks again, man. Appreciate the time. Let's do it again soon.
0: Let's do it again soon. Thanks for having me on. Go Tigers.
1: All right, thanks. Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers, joining us there talking uh, everything from football to baseball to basketball. Basketball capping off their season with an amazing run uh, to the Sweet 16. Baseball looking to do the same, turning this season around. Two big wins in Mississippi State and then the uh, football team having the spring game this coming Saturday. So it's a good time uh, for uh, LSU football or LSU fans in general. It's Chris Gordy show. Quick break here. Back right after this. Tether.
0: With the Lucky Land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere.